You're listening to the Redfield Arts Audio Podcast. Many theatergoers believe that the American theater begins with playwright Eugene O'Neill and ends with playwright Eugene O'Neill. Hello, this is Mark Redfield. Welcome to the program. We're very excited to present to you Act One of Eugene O'Neill's Anna Christie. Our adaptation stars Mackenzie Mentor as Anna, Ben Dawson as Matt, J.R. Liston as Chris, and Lois Bailey DeVees as Marthy. In a moment, I'll be back with Act One of our production of Eugene O'Neill's Anna Christie. Eugene O'Neill's Anna Christie, adapted and directed by Mark Redfield. Original music, arrangements, and sound design by Jennifer Rouse, with Mackenzie Mentor as Anna, Ben Dawson as Matt Burke, J.R. Liston as Chris Christofferson, and Lois Bailey DeVees as Marthy Owen, and Mark Redfield as your narrator. Come with me now to the waterfront of old New York. The year is 1910. Tramp steamers, cargo vessels, coal barges fill the busy harbor. The streets are filled with wagons and lorries. Near South Street, among the many bars and taverns, is Johnny the Priest's saloon. It's a typical rough beer and gin joint, the saloon, a port in any storm for thirsty sailors and dock workers who make America's economy run. Men only in the bar at Johnny the Priest's, never women. Women and children are allowed in the adjacent room, the family room, with its own street entrance and bell. Let's go in there. The family room is empty this morning, except for two figures, a man and a woman seated at a wooden table. Both have been drinking heavily. The man is Chris Christofferson, born in Sweden, a lifelong sailor, now captain of a coal barge, short, squat in build and swarthy. His reddened round features framed by a mop of blonde white hair, overdue for a haircut. The woman is Marthy Owen, a middle-aged woman of the streets. Under a large, broad-brimmed hat sporting a faded paper rose, her large frame is layered by a riot of calico checks, stripes, and floral patterns. Marthy lives on Chris's boat. Until this morning, anyway. What are you going to take for a drink? Give me a scoop of lager and ale. Lager and ale for Marty, Larry. Whiskey for me. Right you are, Chris. What's that you got? A letter? For God's sake. 
You know, Marty, I told you, I don't see my Anna since she was a little girl in Sweden, five year old. How old she be now? Oh, she must be, uh, let me see. Oh, she must be 20 year old by you. You've not seen her in 15 years? No. I'm fool sailor feller. This girl now be marrying a sailor herself, likely. It's in the blood. No, my God, she don't do that. Hey, look out, you nut. You want to spill my suds for me? When's your daughter coming? Soon? Why, give me the... I forget. Let me see. She says she come right away. That's all. She'll maybe be coming here to look for you, I suppose. I got it, Marty. I'm wise to what's in back of your nut, Dutchie. Y'all want to get rid of me, huh? Now she's coming. Give me the bum's rush ashore, huh? Let me tell you, Dutchie, there ain't a square head working on a boat man enough to get away with that. <laughs> it doesn't start nothing much. <laughs> You're a scream, square head. An honors to God knockout. <laughs> hey, I didn't see uh, nothing to laugh about. Take a slant in the mirror and you'll see. <laughs> a square head trying to kid Marthy Owen at this late day. After me camping with bargemen the last 20 years, I'm wise to the game. Up down and sideways. I ain't been born and dragged up on the waterfront for nothing. Think I'd make trouble, huh? Not me. I'll pack up me duds and beat it. I'm quitting you, get me? I'm telling you, I'm sick of sticking with you, and I'm leaving you flat, see? There's plenty of other guys on other barges waiting for me. So cheer up, Dutchie. I'll be off in the barge before she comes. You'll be rid of me for good and me of you. Good riddance for both of us. <laughs> uh, don't thank that. You was good girl, Marty. Good girl? Ah, uh, can the ball. Well, you treated me square yourself, so it's 50-50. Nobody saw it, nobody. We're still good friends, huh? Yes, by golly. That's the talking. In all my time, I tried never to split with a guy with no hard feelings. But what was you so scared about? That I'd kick up a row? That ain't Marthy's way. Think I'd break my heart to lose ya? Commit suicide, huh? <laughs> God, the world's full of men if that's all I'd worry about. Blow me another scoop, huh? I'll drink your kid's health for ya. We <laughs> drink, eh? And <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> celebrate? Because Anna's coming home. Bring another drink, Larry. Easy there. Don't be breaking the table, you old goat. You're south to the ears, Dutchie. <laughs> Go out and put a feed into you. It'll sober you up. You want to be sober when she comes, don't you? Oh, by golly, yes. A good beef stool fix you. Go around the corner. All right, all right. Hey, me back soon, Marty. The street door of the family room opens, and a young woman stops and peers into the dim room, her eyes adjusting from the bright daylight. She makes her way to a table near Marthy's. Marthy watches her every tired step. A young woman, carrying a small suitcase, 
drops into a chair, dropping the case to the floor. What do you have, miss? Give me a whiskey, ginger ale on the side. Don't be stingy, baby. Shall I serve it in a bucket? That suits me down to the ground. There you are, miss. One whiskey, ginger ale on the side. I needed that bad, all right, all right. Hello. You look all in. Been on a bat? Nope. Traveling, day and a half on the train. Had to sit up all night in the dirty coach, too. God, I thought I'd never get here. Where'd you come from, huh? St. Paul, out in Minnesota. So you're... <laughs> What are you laughing at? God. Me? <laughs> no, honest kid. I was thinking of something else. Well, I wouldn't blame you at that. Guess I do look rotten. Just out of the hospital two weeks. I'm gonna have another whiskey. What do you say? Have something on me? Sure I will. Thanks. Hey, Larry, little service. Same for me. Same here. I ain't spoke a word with no one since day before yesterday. Skull, here's how. Here's luck. I got your number the minute you stepped in the door. Ain't you smart? Well, I got yours too without no trouble. You're me 40 years from now. That's you. Is that so? Well, I'll tell you straight, kiddo, that Marthy Owen never... What are you and me scrapping over? Let's cut it out, huh? Me, I don't want no hard feelings with no one. Shake and forget it, huh? Only too glad to. I ain't looking for trouble. Let's have another, what do you say? Not for me. I I'm full up. And you, had anything to eat lately? Not since this morning on the train. Then you better go easy on it, hadn't you? Guess you're right. I gotta meet someone, too, but my nerves is on edge. You said you was just out of the hospital. The joint I was in out in St. Paul got raided. Judge, give all us girls 30 days. The others didn't seem to mind being in the cooler much, but I couldn't stand it. It got my goat right, couldn't eat or sleep or nothing. I never could stand being caged up nowheres. I got good and sick, and they had to send me to the hospital. It was nice there. I'm sorry to leave it, honest. Did you say you got to meet someone here? Yes. Oh, not what you mean. It's my old man I gotta meet. Honest. It's funny, too. I ain't seen him since I was a kid. Don't even know what he looks like. Just had a letter every now and then. This was always the only address he gave me to write him back. He's janitor of some building here now. Used to be a sailor. A janitor? Sure. <laughs> and I was thinking maybe, seeing he ain't never done a thing for me in my life, he might be willing to stake me to a room and eats till I get rested up. But I ain't expecting much from him. Give you a kick when you're down, that's what all men do. Men. I hate them. All of them, and I don't expect he'll turn out no better than the rest. Say, do you hang around this dump much? Oh, off and on. Maybe you know my old man. 
It ain't old Chris, is it? Chris Christofferson, his full name <laughs> yes. is. That's him. That's my real name, only out there I call myself Anna Christie. So you know him, eh? Seen him about for years. Say, what's he like? Tell me, honest. Oh, he's short. I don't care what he looks like. What kind is he? Well, you can bet your life, kid. He's as good an old guy as ever walked on two feet. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Then you think he'll stake me to the rescuer I'm after? Sure. But where'd you get the idea he was a janitor? He wrote me himself. Well, he ain't. He's captain of a barge. Five men under him. A barge? Coal, mostly. A coal barge? If that ain't a swell job to find your long-lost old man working out, I knew something would be bound to turn out wrong. Always does with me. What do you mean? I suppose he lives on the boat, don't he? Sure. What about it? Can't you live on it, too? Me on a dirty coal barge? Bet you ain't never even seen one. That's what comes of his bringing you up inland away from the old devil's sea, where you'd be safe. Ha! God! Is that what he tells people? He let them cousins of mine keep me on their farm and work me to death like a dog. Well, he's got some queer notions on some things. I thought he must be nutty. So you didn't fall for life on the farm, huh? I had to slave for all of them. I was only a poor relation, and they treated me worse than they dare treat a hired girl. It was one of the sons, the youngest, started me when I was 16. After that, I hated him, so I ran away to St. Paul. I've heard old Chris talking about your being a nurse girl out there. Was that all a bluff you put up when you wrote him? It was true for two years. I didn't go wrong all at one jump. Being a nurse girl was just what finished me. Taking care of other people's kids, always listening to their bawling and crying, caged in, when you're only a kid yourself and want to go out and see things. At last I got the chance to get into that house, and you bet your life I took it. And I ain't sorry, neither. It was all men's fault, the whole business. It was men on the farm ordering me and beating me and giving me the wrong start. Then, when I was a nurse, it was men again hanging around, bothering me, trying to see what they could get. And now it's men all the time. God, I hate them all. Every mother's son of them, don't you? Ah, uh, I don't know. There's good ones and bad ones, kid. You just had a run of bad luck with them, that's all. Your old man now, old Chris, he's a good one. You'll have to show me. You kept right on writing him. You was a nurse girl still, even after you was in the house, didn't you? Sure. I know old Chris well for a long time. He's talked to me about you lots of times. He thinks the world of you. Honest, he <laughs> does. Oh, quit the kidding. Honest, only he's a simple old guy, see? He's got... Nutty notions, but he means well. Honest. Listen to me, kid. Hello, That's daughter. him now. Brace up. Good to meet my daughter Anna today. Why, hello, old Chris. So long, kid. I gotta beat it now. See you later. So long, Marthy. Anna? Hello. Father? It is good for see you. <laughs> After all them years, Anna. Good to see you, too. Gee, I had an awful trip coming here. I'm all in. I had to sit up in the dirty coach all night, couldn't hardly sleep, and then I had a hard job finding this place. i never been in New York before, you know, and... You, you, you know, you were so awfully pretty, girl, Anna. 
I bet all men fall in love with you by a minute. Cut it. You talk same as they all do. Anna? It's funny to see you and not remember nothing. You're like a stranger. I suppose. You never come home. Only a few times when you was kid in Sweden. You, you, you don't remember that? No. Why didn't you never come out west to see me? A tank. After your mother die, when he was away on voyage, it's better for you you don't never see me. I don't know, Anna. I don't know why I never come home Sweden in all year. I want to come home end of every voyage. I want to see your mother, your two brothers, uh, before they were drowned. You! When you was born, but uh, don't go. A sign on other ships go. South America go. Australia go. China go. Every port all over world many times. But they never go aboard a ship sail for Sweden. When I got the money for pay passage home as passenger then, I forget and they spend all money. Then I tank again, it's too late. I don't know why, but that's way with most sailor, Father Anna. That old devil see make them crazy fools with their dirty tricks. It's so. And you think the sea's to blame for everything, eh? That dame was here told me you was captain of a coal barge, and you wrote me you was janitor of a building. Oh, I... I work on land long time as janitor, yeah. Just short time ago, I get this job because I was sick. I, I need open air. <laughs> sick, you? And, uh, Anna, this ain't real sail reel. This ain't real boat on sea. She's just old tub, like piece of land with house on it that float. Yob on her ain't sea, Yob, no, no. You don't get Yob on sea, Anna. You die first. I swear that when your mother die, I swear it. And they keep my word by go. Well, I can't see no difference. Speaking of being sick, I've been there myself. Just out of the hospital two weeks ago. You, Anna? By golly, I... You feel better now, though, don't you? You look a little tired, that's all. Tired to death. I need a long rest, and I don't see much chance of getting it. What do you mean, Anna? Well, when I made up my mind to come see you, I thought that you'd have a place where maybe, if you didn't mind having me, I could visit a while and rest up. Till I felt able to get back on the job again. But they got place, Anna. Nice place. You rest all you want, Naimini. You don't never have to work as nurse girl anymore, no. You stay with me, by golly. Then you're really glad to see me. Honest? Anna, Alex see you like hell, I tell you. And don't you talk no more about getting job. You stay with me. You don't see you for a long time. You don't forget that. I... Uh, I'm getting old. 
I got no one in the world but you. Thanks. Sounds good to hear someone talk to me that way. Say, though, if you're so lonely, it's funny. Why ain't you ever married again? I love your mother too much forever to that, Anna. What was she like? Tell me. I tell you all about everything, and you tell me all things happen to you, but, but not here, now, now. This ain't good place for a young girl, anyway. Only no good sailor feather come here for to get drunk. You come with me, Anna. Where are you going? Come, come, come. You get on board. You think that's a good place for a young girl like me? Coal barge? <laughs> you don't know how nice it is on barge, Anna. Tug come, and we get towed out on voyage. Just water all around, and sun, and fresh air, and good grub for to make you strong, healthy girl. You see many things you don't see before. You got the moonlight at night. Maybe see steamer pass, see schooner, make sail, see everything that's pretty. You need take rest like that. You work too hard for a young girl already. You need vacation, yes. <laughs> Sounds good to hear you tell it. I'd sure like a trip on the water, all right. It's the barge idea has me stopped. Well, I'll go down with you and have a look, and maybe I'll take a chance. Gee, I'd do anything once. We go, eh? Thank you for listening to our audio adaptation of Eugene O'Neill's Anna Christie. In Act One, you heard the voice talents of J.R. Liston as Chris, Lois Bailey DeVees as Marthy, and Mackenzie Mentor as Anna. Original music, arrangements, and sound design are by Jennifer Rouse. Please subscribe. Don't miss any of our future podcasts. Be safe. Look out for each other. And thank you for listening. Now available on Audible from Redfield Arts Audio. Season 13 a spirited comedy about a very haunted theater. Come on, man. Open up. Somebody called 911. I think I hear somebody. Well, it's opening night of the Majestic Theater's 13th season of their annual big-ticket item, A Seattle Christmas Carol. And I, stage manager Nick Papadakis, call me Pop, they all do, has locked himself all alone inside the tech booth, dressed as Ebenezer Scrooge, but I'm getting way ahead of my story. Hi. I'm here to see Jane Bigelow, please. I bet you would. And what makes you so special? I'm sorry? Of course you are. Who are you? Oh, I'm sorry. We know that. I'm sorry. I'm Nick Papadakis. I'm the new associate stage manager. Oh, you're the lucky lottery winner. I'll buzz her down. Take a seat. I was about to sit when through the stairwell doors popped. Hi, I'm Jane Bigelow, ASM for the Majestic. You must be none other than Nick Papa... Pa- Papadakis. Papa, Nick. Just call me Nick. Maybe I'll just call you Pop. 
come on, I'll give you the tour and we'll be in time to hear the director's pep talk before the rehearsal this afternoon. The first person she took me to see was the head stage manager, Amanda. Everybody calls her Commander Reese. My fault. I started it. But don't ever call her that to her face. She'll deck you. Amanda, this is our new associate, Nick Papas. Nick Papadakis. Nice to meet you. I look forward to working with you. Nice meeting you, Papadakis. Pop. Just call him Pop. Everybody does. Nice meeting you, Nick. Nice meeting you. Is she okay? Eh, It's been a little rough around here lately for everybody. It's been brutal. And then all the weirdness, all the little freak accidents and things that have been happening. Nerves are a little frayed. Maybe it's the handiwork of Jack Fairbank. Pop, don't ever mention the theater ghost again. That's taboo. Never, ever, never. You are a fearless leader. One of the finest directors I've worked with. And one of the finest writers to ever put words in my mouth. Thank you, Chip Bateman, an actor's actor. Yours is the finest Scrooge we've ever seen in the local scene. High praise coming from you, sir. He doesn't make these speeches before every rehearsal, does he? Shh. Yes. And I just want to tell you all, my heart is bursting with pride at what you've done. Oh no, who has done this? Villainy that is evil in this place. Elsker, what happened? You see a ghost? Look on this with your own eyes, Tank. I'm looking. What am I seeing? Nothing. You see nothing. All my beautiful clothes for Christmas Carol, gone. Jacques Fairbanks, you go too far this time. Mortachi tua. I don't know. I think our ghosts have been messing around a bit. But I'm hearing rumors. Rumors? That maybe somebody else is behind all this. Somebody who wants to maybe close the theater and sell the building. I hear those rumors too. Jerry Jerome, bastardo. That's what I hear. Jack? Oh, Nick. Jack. Don't you know any better than to sneak up on a ghost? Wait, you can see me? Hear me? Like Hamlet's old man. I hate playing Cratchit. We should switch roles one year, like Olivier and Gilgood did at the Old Vic. Switch playing Scrooge and Cratchit nightly? Yes! You're mad as a hatter. You'd never remember all the lines at your age anyway. Chip has a good point, Herb. Scrooge has lines? <laughs> I'd never known it, the way you mumble and stumble around on stage. You! <laughs> Son of a bitch! Stand by. Come on, Hercules. I only weigh 49 pounds. Stop squirming! I swear, I'm gonna drop you on your head! You drop me, you weenus? I'm gonna tell Jane that you touched me. Why, you? have <laughs> gotten away with it, too. If it wasn't for you meddling spooks. Now give me my scrapbook. Oh, that feeling. To recapture that feeling again. What a glorious night. You were marvelous, Jack. That's what it's all about. That's life in the theater.